podcast. Welcome to to December, unbelievably Christmas just round the corner now, and welcome back to me because for various reasons I've not been on the pod for about two weeks now. Sorry, friends, I am back in situ. The boys absolutely buzzing. I think that's what they said. Buzzing, wasn't it, boys? You're waving at me as well. I think you were waving earlier in the green room. Um, tremendous. But of course, to lift everything, I do have my three friends with me. You know them as Stu, Andy and Ross. But I call them Eagle, Penguin and Giraffe after Monday's pod. And I'm going to start with the man that I'm somewhat predictably going to call Bald Eagle. Stuart Watson, how are you? Yeah. Yeah, that hadn't dawned on me uh, until I saw that in the comments um, from one of the listeners. Yeah, very apt, isn't it? The bald eagle. I'll take that. I've got a theory because a few weeks ago on that short-lived 10 questions with feature, we learned one of the things we didn't know about you was your nickname when you were a kid was Eagle Eye. Yeah. Was that anything to do with your fondness for eagles? No, completely, completely separate from that. Excellent. Good. Good chat. Um, <laughs> moving on to the, the guy I like to call the pretty penguin. Sent me a picture of his eyelashes this week during training that we were in. Andy Hutch Warren, how are you? Uh, that needs a little bit of context. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it hanging. Uh, 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 but I'm not. I can't really give the context actually because it would be unfair. <laughs> <laughs> actually, think, thinking about what the context was, but yeah, I sent you. Yeah. I sent you. I sent you a picture of my very pretty eyelashes, didn't I? The the, the um the pretty penguin. Welcome back to you. I enjoyed that. Thanks. Uh, as a penguin, you'll probably be one of the very few enjoying the the move to really cold temperatures currently. Do you think we've made that move? Do you think that move's happened yet? Very much so. Went out for a dog walk this morning. Proper brass monkeys. Seeing your breath. Gloves. See your breath. Yeah, had to wear gloves, hat on, all that sort of business. A bit of frost on the on the old grass. Don't enjoy it or grass, as you say down here. Grass. Uh, I yeah. say. I'm going to go for a walk on the grass and then have a bath. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a great morning. <laughs> and finally, let's get to the man like the Suffolk giraffe, the bearded giraffe, Roscoe. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, can't really add any more, to be honest. I'm still, um, yeah. I'm still haunted by that image of that cushion, <laughs> Rossi. Yeah. What do you it's, do it's with that cushion? Just have it, does it just kind of just sit in the corner somewhere? Is it does does, yes, does, uh, does Sasha hug, just, hug it at night or yeah? When I'm when I'm not about, you know, it's there for comfort. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Oh <laughs> yeah! Almost got a spray of coffee there, Ross. I've just had a sip. Oh. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just there for comfort if I'm I'm not there. So she can that see was it in my face just. That was a gift. That was a gift to her, was it, Ross? Had she, had yes. she, had she annoyed you, or I mean, <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was cute, <laughs> cute um, Valentine's. No, yeah, yeah, I think it was a Valentine's gift. I bet it was yeah. a Valentine's gift. Or wow. well, no, anniversary and Valentine's come together because it's like the same sort of week. So, so yeah, you old romantic, you. Have you ever, oh. have you ever fed a giraffe, Ross? Yes, I have. Their tongues are mental, aren't they? They are. Yeah, I wish I was as tall as a giraffe, but. It's not possible, is it? That'd be kind of freaky. It'd, it'd be awful, man. <laughs> yeah. you, you would really struggle. Or a little bit more, a little bit more inches on me, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you always have to go ne- down that route, don't you? You'd, you'd never get any. You'd never get any trousers, Ross. Shoes yeah, would true. be a nightmare if you were, if you were. Yeah. What are they about? Sixteen foot tall or something ridiculous? Yeah. Before we move, before we move on to the football boys, this is a brief digression. What's the best animal we've all ever seen? 
giraffe. That's the best. That's the best one you've ever seen. Yeah, I love giraffes. Okay, Hutchie, you can't tell me the penguins. The best thing you've ever seen. Um, uh, best thing I've ever seen. Did you see? Any, you were obviously you're, you're, you've been to Japan. Did you see anything crazy out there? Uh, yeah, I, I actually saw them. I, yeah, to be fair, actually, Japan would. Um, two two notable interactions with animals in Japan. One, there's. I'm, I'm. If you look on Google Earth, I'm actually on this place on Google Earth and Google Maps. Yeah. Um, there's this um hot hot spring where some little monkeys live and they, oh, is, they, that where they is that where they have a bath yeah that's yeah. that that was actually amazing going there i saw one monkey tweak another monkey's nipple yeah he, he went up to him <laughs> <laughs> right he went up he walked up to him he tweaked his nipple and the noise that came out of that <laughs> the, the tweak the tweaked monkey's mouth was unbelievable and then he like they started like sprinting and chasing each other around the oh, around, around the hot spring um that was amazing um and then there's a an island near Hiroshima called Miyajima, uh, where a lot of goats, very friendly goats, live. And there's one that bows at you, like you know, wow. kind of Jap- Japanese yeah, bow. Respectful. Bow. He, he bows back. He's a good. He's a good lad. That island is also home to probably the best thing I've seen, non-animal related, with my eyes. Um, the world's biggest spatula. I think you've mentioned this before. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I probably will have done, mate. If um, if we've had a chat, I've I've dropped the spatula in. How, how well, big is the spatula? Give it too big, wouldn't fit in my house. Wow, that is a big spatula. You're making one, wise one hell of an omelette with that. Um, I've missed this. I just like to say, as we, we talk about monkeys tweaking each other's nipples, um, Stewie, if you, can you top that? No, absolutely not. <laughs> All I've been thinking about is, um, I can't think of the name of it now. What was the Paul Lambert spirit animal? Honey badger. The honey badger. That was a thing for a while, wasn't it? That just came to my mind while we were talking about weird, Correct. exotic animals. Yeah. Crazy ass aggressive animal. Um, don't corner a honey badger, you'll be in trouble. Just so I cross the eyes and dot the T's, um, or the other way around. Hummingbird, mental. I don't know if you've ever seen one of them in person, they're crazy. And also, I did this thing in Mauritius where we went walking with lions. Um, which was uh I, I assumed when they said we'd go walking with lions, they'd be like cubs, but they were not cubs, they were like kind of adolescents, so quite easily capable of ripping your face off. Um and yeah, all you had for protection was a stick. They said, if if one comes for you, hit it with the stick, um, which didn't seem like the best defense against an almost fully grown lion. Just um, hit it with a stick, mate. <laughs> yeah. If anything, fine. if anything, that's going to antagonize it, surely. <clears throat> anyway, boys, I enjoyed that little brief intro uh, and chat about animals. I shall forever remember. Andy's description of monkeys tweaking each other's nipples from monkeys tweaking each other nipples to the FA Cup draw. Where else can you get that link? That was on Monday night, boys. It's probably the, the main thing that's happened since you all last spoke. Um, and I'm going to start with you, Stu, because I was covering the draw with six balls left. Man United and Everton were both still in there. And I thought this is the time it's going to happen. We're either going to get Man United or we're going to get Stewie. Finally, this is going to be the season we get Stewie going back to Everton. And we ended up with Rotherham at home. Your thoughts? Can I just interrupt? Stuart, can I, Stuart going back to Ever- Everton makes it sound like he used, <laughs> he, he, used, he used to play for them. I'd like to clarify this point. <laughs> that, that has never happened. Please please continue, Stu. Had to ruin it, didn't you? Um, shit, wasn't it? <laughs> I, was, I wasn't allowing myself to dream. But when it got to the last, was it four balls? 
Yep. I was on the edge of my seat. It was. I think on... it was six. There was six. It was six. 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 Yeah. So three tra- three ties left. And Ross's think... shout about Reading. I think he made a prediction of Reading in one of our chats. That that was still hanging about. But um, yeah, it was a shame. A real and then shame. They, they both draw each other as well. Mm. Unbelievable. Hutchie, you've already guaranteed victory over Robin. I think they can win that game. I think they can definitely win that game. Um, that's the that's the the kind of the saving grace of it for me is I think they can I think they can win it. Um, I think they'd need to go very strong in it, and I think they'd need to have a really good day to win it. But I think they can. And then um, where, where's the Everton United game? That's at Old Trafford, isn't it? So Everton will yeah. need to go to Old Trafford and win so that Stu can go back to his uh, back back could go <laughs> back, to his, back to his yeah. former club. Well, Rotherham will probably. There's every chance Rotherham will play a weakened team, as a lot of Championship sides do. Their minds will be on just securing their Championship safety. So, and the fact it's at Portman Road, I think, gives Ipswich a, a real chance as well. So, yeah, it didn't quite capture the imagination, but um, yes, yeah, so it's a it's a winnable game, and if Ipswich can utilise the crowd and go reasonably strong, and you know, you've got you've got a better chance of getting that that sort of big tie in. In round four, maybe. We'll see. That's obviously where it's going to happen. Roscoe, you broke new ground on Monday by doing a live draw watch-along, which was great fun. We're going to do some more live stuff, video-wise, going forward. Um, I, I was furiously kind of covering the draw, so I didn't, I couldn't watch it all. Um, but what, what was the experience like for you? I, I bet you were gassed, as they say, with those six balls left. Um, and then we end up with Rotherham. I got sport in the chat, so on because I was probably delayed because I wasn't watching like live. It was more like you know on BBC iPlayer. So I think it's still, like, uh, delayed for like thirty seconds. So some people were putting home Rotherham, and I was like, oh, why do I look at the chat? I should never look because you know I knew. So deep down in my head, I'm like, oh, that's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Um, but I enjoyed it. You know, I had to I had to fill ten minutes because I realised a... <laughs> they don't actually do the draw straight away at seven. They actually do a lot of sort of build up. I thought um, it was so, bold yeah. to go live at seven. I've got to say, when I turned yeah. it on, I thought Ross has got a lot of filling to do here. Just talking yeah. to a talking to a, a screen. Yeah, but I think I did okay. I, I was good. I got the balls. Like I did uh, three different categories. You know, the key numbers, um, the other numbers, and then the please no numbers, which of course was Hartlepool away. You know, and you really don't like Hartlepool, do you? What's what you got against Hartlepool? It's a long way away. Okay, it's up there, isn't it? It's up there. So it's up there. It's up there. Uh, it's up there. So, yeah, but I haven't been to Hartlepool before, so it would tick it off, but no thanks. Um, but yeah, it was great fun. I hope everyone enjoyed it. as some good numbers, so it's good. But I want to uh, make a point Stu just made about Rotherham going weak. And um, yeah. I'm going to give I'm gonna give credit to good old Liam from Crew. We played five side last night and we were in the car talking about this. Rotherham and Championship sides, they've been at the World Cup, you know, they've had to stop because of the World Cup. So they're, they're only going to be back for like a few weeks. So why would they rest players? debate here if you want because they haven't played for a, a month and a half so when the championship players? start again is it next weekend December the 10th isn't it yeah it's a week yeah. after the group stage I think they get yeah, going yeah. again yeah. Okay. yeah okay 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 did, did you think that actually oh that's just ruined that argument it's not the same. Know, they might treat it differently to what they normally they, they have mm, done yeah. previously maybe um, Rotherham are an interesting one aren't they because mm. they're where are they like sixteenth in the championship, aren't they? Something like mm-hmm. that, and they're, they're not. Yeah, you know they're not. They're not going to be challenging at the top end, and they're hopefully they're for them. They're not going to be sort of at the bottom end. I, I don't know if there's a sweet spot in there where a championship team uh, um, 
does treat this significantly seriously. I, I need to tell something really weird has just appeared at my window, by the way. We're, we're having someone coming to do our guttering today, but they weren't meant to come till 12. But this massive pole is just kind of <laughs> banging on my window. This is this is going to be odd. Might have to close the curtain. Yeah. I'm, I'm concerned at the amount of interruptions you have at your second story window during podcasts the window cleaner often makes a a little he's been he's been fired mate he's gone has he yeah because he refused to accept um bank cards he he, he was cash all the time and i don't don't have cash very short-sighted i'm going to close the curtain and put my light on because this could get distracting you got a very you got a very busy window there haven't you yeah, it's um, it's out the back of the house as well. So, oh, oh no, I'm, oh, I'm not, now, he's, oh. now he's smashing the place up. Oh yeah, something bad's just happened. <laughs> Is <laughs> it a glass of water? No, it's not a glass of water. It's something. Oh. Right, we, spoiler alert: we're doing the milk a cup draw oh. a bit, and, and all the and all the <laughs> <laughs> all the little the ball. ball, all the little, little bits little... of paper with the numbers have gone oh, everywhere. Brilliant. Oh, I do. Oh no! We'll leave. We'll leave Hotchie. We'll leave Hotchie to get on with that. Do you want to? Have, uh... I'll be back. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah. Uh, and, and while we wait for that, um, boys, Roscoe, you just mentioned last night. Five aside, before we got rolling, Stu said, "Of course he has. Of you course were, he has. Of course he mentioned it. You were late yeah. as usual. No, uh, no surprise there, listeners. Uh, and Stu said he's still trying to find his dignity. So I mugged him <laughs> off last night." What happened? Tell us about it. Well, he taught, he taught me a new one, to be fair. Him and George <laughs> Lee, who was part of the game day posse, um, yeah, he flicked it over me. He basically did like a flick with his with his leg or whatever. I don't know. What would you call it still? I don't know. I don't know just, it was you said it was a back heel, thing. didn't you, Stu? You say A little back heel. But like a, uh, a high back heel. Not like a, like a back heel, like, you know, neg, not, not neg me. It was actually like up high, sort of like foot, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it was decent. No, that's come right. on, stop being modest, you. We want details. <laughs> no, that's that's it. I... <sighs> he mugged me off, right? He mugged me off. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Stu's way too modest. If I'd done that, I'd be I'd be still talking about it now. Um, Hutchie, how are we doing? It's okay. Everything's all right. Is everything recovered? I was I was genuinely worried uh, yeah. about you there for a second. Yeah. Um, let's move on from the FA Cup draw, which we all agree is a bit dull, but at least it's a winnable game, and we can get a big one in the next round. To some awards, Hutchie, which you yourself dished out earlier this week, end of November, start of December, as I said, at the start of the show. So we can give out some November awards. Are you are you back in the room, Hutchie? I'm worried. I'm back in the room. I've just Excellent. lost the I've just lost the representative from Belgium, but they've been uh, they've been You reading. found them. They've been found. <laughs> that would have been a major a major incident. Um so you've dished out some awards, Hutchie. Player of the month, goal of the month, unsung hero, biggest climber, biggest faller. Villain of the month, Villain. Quote of the month, and best moment. Oh, worst moment. So I suggest that we probably leave out quote of the month because that's not particularly visual. Um, and let's do. What do you want to start with, Hutchie? The your awards. Do you want to start with the big one, player of the month? Yeah, that's 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 the big one. Um, the big one that they all want. That's what um, they all want. That is what they all want. Um, Every month, the, the the club run a vote for supporters for this, and uh, this month Cameron Humphreys was the was the winner of it. But for me, for me, there was far and away a best player of of November. Um, What's going on? <laughs> what? What? The... 
<laughs> what is oh, no. what in the world is going on? For those of you not watching on video, there's literally just been a fire started in Stu's, <laughs> Stu's right, bedroom. It's fine. It's out. What? I think How's it's that, out. How has that happened? I've got a, got a little <laughs> Yankee candle <laughs> here. <laughs> um, I'm going to put that up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's um, the most dramatic thing that's ever happened. Ever happened. On this podcast. <laughs> all, I, all I did is I flipped my little notepad back um, and caused a little fire. Oh my God. We've got to use that as the thumbnail, Ross, when we yeah. put this out. Stu holding, holding fire. So we almost lost a milk a cup and Stu almost, almost burned alive, live right. on KOA. I think that's. Wow. that's Wow. wow! You see the smoke? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We could. That was almost a serious incident, and I'd have had to report it to HR. All right, get that window open. Sorry, sorry. Ross, do you want to do something to yourself? Oh, uh, dear. No, uh, I'm fine. I, I think that's enough for today. I think one of us is going to have a stroke now. My first <laughs> thought there was before putting it out, make sure you can see it on camera. <laughs> exactly. Ever the Good. professional. Ever the professional. Um, well, oh, it, seem, it seems like a bit of a come down to go back to uh, player of the month there, there, Archie, but I guess that's what we've got to do. Yeah, my player of the month was Sam Morsi. <laughs> <laughs> who I thought who I thought was incredibly good during, during November. Um, Would you say he was on fire? <laughs> he, he, was flay- <laughs> he was flames. He was flames. He's blowing ash away. <laughs> Oh, amazing. this is a, this is amazing. Um, this, yeah, yeah, he was on fire. I thought in a kind of an understated fire way. Yeah, yeah, uh, as understated as fire can be. Yeah, what, Ross again. Ross is actually in tears. If you're not watching oh, this video, Ross dude. is crying. Um, speaking of on fire, Watto, would you agree with Morsey? Uh, yes, I Good. would agree with Morsey. Yeah, he's he, he's just been. I think Andy's used the word immaculate quite a few times. Just um. Not giving the ball away, setting the standards, driving people on. He's played in the cup games as well. Did he start both of the cup games in the yeah. end? All three um, cup games, in, including Bracknell. Yeah, and has really tried to sort of. I think has probably probably helped the others that have, that have been around him. So, yeah, I'd go with Morty as well. Roscoe, uh, myself, and you should be quite nervous at this point because things always happen in threes. Mm. Um, we're the only two who have yet to have anything happen to us on this podcast, so one of us may be dead by the end of this show. Ooh. That's not good viewing, is it? I don't think people want us get, to see us. Get the, I tell you what, get some hits, boy. I guarantee yeah. it. We, Mark, on, we, the, you've already mentioned our training sessions that we've been doing this week, and one of those was about the videos that don't come around very often. Yeah. When they, when, when they do, capitalise. So if there, is, if, if there is a death, yeah, then we just make the most of that. If it's me, it's how I'd want to be remembered. I've got to be honest, getting a few thousand views on YouTube, dying live on, on Kings of yeah. Anglia. In a ginger you want a million, hoodie. You want a million. You want a million. A mi- not happened. At least a million, yeah. Rossi, Sam Morsey, player of the month, yes or no? Um, Good shout, good player, oh, yeah. good month. Mm-hmm. But to be different, I want to go with good old Cam Humphreys. Cameron Humphreys had a great October, of course, got his first goal for the club against Port Vale. And I thought he sort of steadily continued that progress in November um, and had played some good games. And alongside Sam Morsey, he's been fantastic because with Lee Evans' injury, Dominic Ball as well. So um, big up, Cameron Humphreys. Two votes for Morsey, one vote for Humphreys. I'm exempt because I didn't see anything in November because I've been away. 
Um, goal of the month, Hutchie. Goal of the month, yeah. Uh, a few contenders. For this. Not, not, I wouldn't say it was a vintage um, goal of the month compared to some of some of them, but Con- Connor Chaplin's two that he scored against Buxton were both great. Both had really good first touches, um, followed by a great shot. Uh, I thought Caden Jackson's finish in that one was really good. I liked Town's goal at Exeter when Ladapo scored, but um, Chaplin's, Chaplin's second against uh, Buxton gets my vote. I have seen that one. That was a tasty, wasn't it? Stewie, anything contrary to that? Uh, of the two Chaplin goals against Buxton, I actually preferred the first because I just thought it was a vintage Chaplin goal in terms of the way he held his run, the touch, the finish. Um, possibly the Ladapo one at Exeter just because it was the most important. If you give it a bit of context to that and the simplicity of it, we've seen it switch sort of try and score the same type of goal quite a lot, but sometimes you have to mix it up and the simplicity of that, a straight ball into the box, a, a nice little headed knockdown. Quite like that goal as well. Superb. What Rossi, was the anything? other goal against Exeter? I can't remember. Harnessed from the corner. Oh, yeah. Ladapo's goal, that was a really good goal. I, I, for it to win goal of the month for me, I'd have wanted at least Exeter to at least try and defend it. True. Um, which they Which they did not. Rossi? Trying to be different again. And I always like bat post goals and Luke Wolfram's goal against Charlton. I know in the end we drew, um, so it didn't really matter. But I like to see a defender score. And it was great because he just became a father. Yeah. Nice celebration. I like the celebration. You have to be a good celebration to go with the goal. Um, of course, it was just a bat post finish. But to be... What? Oh, God. Don't, don't, don't move. Don't do anything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Luke Wolfram's goal against Charlton. That was just you closing your window, wasn't it, Stuart? It wasn't yes. someone throwing a brick at you or something. Um, unsung hero, Hutchman. Kane Vincent Young, I gave this one to. Hero might be stretching it a little bit, but um, I just enjoyed watching him play over the course of the month, which we very rarely get to do. I think it's only four league starts under Kieran McKenna in a year. Um, mm. he, played, he played in all five, I think I might say he played all five games during the course of November. Um and he looked he looked decent. So he, yeah. he got he got that knock for me. That uh, that, that nod. Yeah. Uh Roscoe, we're gonna to come to you ahead of Stu. Unsung hero. Uh I, yeah, I think Andy's probably got the correct person there. And KB KBY's come in and done a good job. Um and then just the fans, there we go. Oh, that's, oh. The Mike, that's, that's the Mike Bacon answer. Yeah. Yeah, he's not here, so he, yeah. he texts me and said, that's what you've got to do. Um, yeah. But no, once again, like Exeter on a 12 o'clock kickoff on a Saturday on Sky, and we still sold out that way end, and they've sold out Pompey already. I know it's, you know, this mm. month, but, you know, credit to them and just credit to, you know, everyone who just goes week in, week out. So, big up them as always. Lovely, but also a bit pathetic, Ross. Um, Stewie? I'm going to go with uh, Cameron Burgess, just by virtue of the fact that he has made a ridiculously swift recovery from those multiple face fractures. He's got a skull and jawbone dotted with with screws at the moment. So for him to come back so quick is impressive, but also for him to kind of pick up where he left off as well. I think he's been, he's looked pretty solid. um, And I think... He's kind of got himself back in in that league lineup. Um, so I'll go with Cameron Burgess. 
I think you should carry on wearing that mask, don't you? Even after he've, even after it's all healed, could make it a bit of a trademark, be a bit of a Zorro. You know, like Jamie Vardy when he he knackered his wrist and he had that great season, he just carried on wearing it, didn't he? Um, make it a thing, get it in different colours to match the kits. That's what I'm saying. Um, biggest climber, Hutchie. Before I talk about the biggest club, can you hear the man hoovering my gutter at this moment? I can hear, yeah. There was yeah, a, I a, might, a faint buzz. At, a, uh, at a, mo- a right moment, I might move to another room, but we'll uh, we'll carry on for now. You you tell me, <laughs> you you tell me if uh, if if uh, it's it if I need to need to do that. Um, biggest climber. This this is where I gave Cameron Humphreys his award because um, this is the month where he went from being a youngster to a first teamer for me. The, the the Port Vale game was obviously right at the end of October, first league league start there. Um but he became a true bona fide first team player during November. I think Sam Morsi has helped him massively. He has had some good games in there, but I think playing all of them with with Morsi um was massive was massive for him. But he's he's made that made that leap now. Um <laughs> And I don't think he'll go backwards. He's he's he will. Um, there will be there will certainly be times where we're talking about Lee Evans coming back into this team, but Cameron Humphreys forevermore will be an Ipswich Town first team option, um, serious first team option rather than a youngster from this point forward. Can we just give me the award for surprise package now with Humphreys? That was my pick at the start of the season. Can I win that? You, you better not say that I can't have it now, because when I picked it, that was fine. Yes. Because there's, I'm not giving any awards until the end of the season. <laughs> okay. Um, Stewie, biggest climber. Anyone else other than Cameron Humphreys? Oh, what uh, is that? Is that the, is that the Hoover? Yeah. Uh, yeah, possibly, yeah. They're, 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 they're literally hoovering the gutter above my head an hour and a half before they were supposed to be here. So. Oh, unbelievable. Do you need me to move? You could just mute yourself. I'll happily do that, but at some point I will need to talk. I'm just worried. Uh, I'm just worried about you going downstairs, given the, the the shape of the show so far. Yeah, we've tempted fate with things coming in threes. Just stay stay where you are. We can deal with it. Okay. Hope, um, hope... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, hopefully the goal will come through the roof in the background. <laughs> just a pair of legs just dangle down in front of you at some point. That would be good. <laughs> um, my room stinks, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> clip that up as well for the end of, so end much of the, end smoke. Of the yeah. show don't yeah. use that out of context please <laughs> um just smells of smoke um ross is gone yeah uh biggest climber yeah I, the answer has to be humphreys um but yeah for for reasons already outlined came vincent young we forget i think this is the first time that he's had sort of back-to-back games of this nature for probably a couple of years now so um yeah you, you could you could put him in this this category if you wanted Roscoe, you've already given Humphreys an award, um, mm. Player of the Month. Is he going to double up here? That is the obvious answer, but Gassan had me. Made his return, scored a goal. There you go. Not <laughs> a bad shout, out, you know. Not so, a bad shout at all. Absolutely. Maybe early doors to say that, but that's sort of... He's played two games now, and he, he came off against Exeter. Yeah. And scored his first goal, and he's, you know, good old gas. I like it, Ross. I like the way you're being contrary. Um, Hutchie, let's do a couple more. So, biggest faller. I ultimately gave this to Dominic Ball because he sadly is just fallen out of the the picture due to injury. Um George Edmondson was a consideration, but he I think he won it last month. I don't 
I don't I won it. Um, I don't I don't know if you if back to back picking up this award is um, is possible. Um, mm. But Dominic Dominic Ball sadly is just is just going to fall out of the picture for this for the season now. Um, at a time where the stage was kind of set for him to take a central role in the season, mm. um, because with Evans' injury, but but sadly for him, injury is struck and um, that chance is gone. And sadly, the chance to hopefully play a part in a in a promotion has gone as well. We'll have to wait till um we'll have to wait till next season for for Dominic Ball. Yeah, sad, isn't it? Football is a cruel mistress. Um, Stewie, biggest faller. Anyone else you can think of? Uh, yeah, for the same obvious reasons. Greg Lee, Panucci, Kamara, um, yeah. two players that were probably looking at November, while other people were a little bit underwhelmed by a month that included a cup, three cup games against Bracknell, Buxton, Portsmouth. They were thinking this is our chance to get back up to speed, and unfortunately, both have both have had setbacks, which is a, a real shame for them at a time where it's which we're needing to sort of boost their numbers rather than see them reduced. Um, Harness as well, obviously, big setback for him just as he scores and gets an assist against Exeter and looked like he was getting his form back up to sort of the early season heights. Um, for him to suffer that setback was was a real disappointment as well. Roscoe, you're, you surely are going to say Greg Lee, aren't you? Yeah, Greg Lee. Yeah, but then also this is this is not actually a player. It's actually mm-hmm. three pm kickoffs on a Saturday. We had oh. one in November. Nice. And of course, was the Cheltenham game, but the rest were Sundays, Fridays, Mondays, um, in the evening. So, so yeah, but yeah, Greg Lee, oh, it's just so sad. You are the unsung hero of this particular chat so far, Ross. Um, and just finally, actually, let's do best and worst moments together. Um, best and worst moments together. Yeah, best moment. Um, best moment was I, I enjoyed everything around the the Bracknell game, the walk, I think probably the walk down the, uh, down the track to get to mm. the ground and then everyone going in the Bracknell dressing room afterwards. That was great. Um, and just the realisation for a worse moment, the realisation in that Cheltenham game that the goal just wasn't going to come. Cause I think there was a moment where we probably all realised that wasn't going to happen. Um, so yeah, best and worst moment. Stu, you already provided, I think probably the best moment of KOA 2022 today. Uh, by almost setting yourself alight. Um, how about for town? Best and worst moments? Um, yeah, that, the whole sort of occasion around the Bracknell game was was fun, as we discussed afterwards. Um, not sure we want that again, but um, it was it was nice to feel part of kind of FA Cup folklore on that that occasion. Um, the general feeling of comfort towards the end of the Exeter game. Ripswich to be so that was a game that we thought, well, Exeter, they can play a bit and that, you know, they, they could be dark horses this season. And Ipswich just went there and dominated from start to finish. And I just felt we, we keep talking about this kind of odd sensation of or feeling really comfortable watching, watching Ipswich when they get into those positions. So, um, yeah, in amongst all the cup stuff, that Exeter game was was a big one. And um, for Ipswich to win it so comfortably was uh, was a nice moment. Worst moment? Uh, yeah, I think Andy's probably mentioned it. Really, the, the the sort of frustrations, the building frustrations throughout that that Cheltenham game. Um, I'd put the Papa John's defeat to Portsmouth in there as well. Having started that game so well, that second half was was really 
flat. And that was probably... With, I talked before about what's been it, which is worst performance of the season. I'd probably put that in there. That wasn't great. And for reasons, um, mm. you know, there is mitigating circumstances with some of the injuries and, and whatnot. But I think that became pretty clear in that second half that, that they didn't want to go through. Um, and so that, that was a bit of a disappointment. Roscoe? Finish this award-winning section up for yourself. What have you got? Best and worst moments? Best moment was actually my weekend in Devon. Um, <laughs> covering covering Exeter on the Saturday. You know, good win on Sky. Some good goals. Stayed dry. Um, and then went to Plymouth for the women's game on the Saturday. Then Sunday, they won 5-0 at Home Park, which was very nice. Um, so that's best moment as a whole. And then worst moment, Stu's already mentioned it. You know, pizza trophy, you know, getting knocked out again, Portsmouth as well. Um, but also, boys, also the worst moment. It was a great evening in Manchester, but we also lost an award once again. Um, we were robbed, we were robbed. So, um, that's got to be in there as well. Have you talked about this yet on the pod that night in Manchester? Very, very briefly. We thought we'd wait for you. Yeah, uh, let's do it at the end, shall we? Because we've got to get through some other stuff first. Um, Mailbag time, Hutchie. And a new breaking new ground again in mailbag. But to do that, first of all, of course, we need your your golden vocal cords supported in the background by a Hoover. I mean, he's literally just stopped at the mo- for, at, oh, that ex- at, at the right moment, so I, yeah. I can do it for you if you want. Mailbag, mailbag. It's time for Mark, Andy, Stu, and Ross to dip into the mailbag. Do do. Was I a bit early there, Stu? I think I took your thunder there, Stu. Sorry. It's fine. He says it's fine. I'm not sure it is. Um, (laughs) Right then. We're doing something new now on the Mailbag Friends. No longer do we just want to read out your tweets on air. We want to hear you and in this video form, we want to see you. So we put out a tweet earlier this week asking for people just to send in video questions for Mailbag. All you've got to do, record yourself, landscape on your phone, and then email it to me, uh, mark.heath at archant. I think that's going to change on Monday. It's going to be mark.heath at newsquest.co.uk. But we'll make sure we do it ahead of t- ahead of the next mailbag. Um, you probably have to retransfer it, but that's dead simple. And it just means you can appear on the show, which is what we want. We'll see as many of you as possible. And pray silence, please, now then, friends, for the very first video question in KOA mailbag history from Tony in County Mayo, formerly of Suffolk, he's keen to stress. Hi, Kings. Given Greg Lee's setback, should Matt Penny be considered as cover for Leif Davis in January? Or do we risk another situation similar to Simpson, where the player's form or attitude suffers from lack of game time, and then the relationship with the loan club gets soured in terms of any permanent move? Thanks for that, Tony. Superb. You'll go down in KOA history as the first video mailbag question. Um, So Matt Penny then. The debate around Matt Penny, he's currently having a bloody, ruddy, bloody good time up in Motherwell, um, winning all sorts of awards. Um, Town have injury issues at left-back, though. Uh, and as it stands, he's coming back anyway in January, isn't he? It wouldn't be a recall. That's just when it ends. I'm sure he would be keen, though, to extend that. So, Hutchie, what do you think about the, the Matt Penny question? Well, I think the, the first thing is that the, the hope's got to be that Greg Lee's setback isn't too bad. We don't know that... Mm of that at the moment um it doesn't sound great um a knee problem in the in the same kind of area as the, the leg fracture that kept him out for a couple of months so hopefully by january this isn't an issue um but 
if, if Greg Lee is a serious kind of long-term injury, I think you have to consider bringing him back. But what I, w- what I would say, though, he, he's very different to Greg Lee, isn't he? He's mm. he's more of a Leif Davis kind of style of player than a than a Greg Lee, more of a wing-back than a than a left-back, I would say, Penny. Um, so by you're not getting by having him you're not going to get the you're not going to get the same service as you get from Greg Lee so it it would be kind of a body um there but they they need to be sensible because they they can they they've got space in their kind of EFL squad to to sign new players and bring others in but if you if one of them is Matt Penny that limits what you can do somebody else will have to be left out so there there I'm sure there are other other ways of covering um, covering at left back that you could look at first potentially. Mm. What do you reckon, Stu? Because as I said, there it's slightly different from the Simpson situation. Simpson was a full season loan, and he was called back out of the blue and acrimoniously. Penny is going to come back anyway, as it stands. Although he is having a brilliant season, I'm sure he's probably keen to stay up there. What, what do you make of the whole chat around that? Yeah, he's, he'll be out of contract in the summer. So it's a little bit different. I don't think Ipswich will be too worried about sort of retaining any kind of value in him. Mm. Uh, they, yes, they can take that 12 months option and, and try and squeeze a little bit of value out of him, but they didn't pay anything for him. And it feels to me like it's probably heading towards him leaving for nothing at the end of this contract. So it's purely whether you want to bring him back for a bit of cover mm. to help you out. Um, and a lot of that will be dependent on Greg Lee. If Greg Lee's got any chance of coming back before the end of the season, as Andy says, you don't want to take him out. You don't want to deregister him from your squad for the second half of the season. So that's probably the biggest prime concern. Was it? Is it 22 senior outfield players? And Ipswich were right up to the limit of that. I think, no, I, the I think they're. I think they're on 20. So no. I think I think they have got a an amount of of wriggle room. Obviously, Dominic Ball will come out of that. Yeah, uh, you would imagine. But they they want to sign players too. So, um, if there's the wriggle room, if it is, if we're in a scenario, if Ipswich have got two two slots to play with, take Don Ball out of that. I, for me, it would be a no brainer. If if there's any concerns about Greg Lee, just make sure you've got the bodies because I do have this nagging concern about Leif Davis. Mm. Touching wood, as I say that. Um, but he is such an integral part of this team. And I think we forget that this is his first proper season of week-in, week-out men's football. He was sort of in and out at Leeds. He wasn't same at Bournemouth last season during a loan spell. And the sight of him sort of limping off, holding his hamstring at Exeter really worried me. He he set out the Portsmouth game. He played the first half at the weekend. But... um, yeah, a position of real strength that left side earlier in the season with Davis and Lee sort of uh, tag teaming. Um, suddenly, there's there's a lot of expectation and pressure on on Leif Davis to keep churning out the games now. I think this might be a bit of a minority. Well, I think it is a minority view, but I, I thought Matt Penny was okay. Nothing, nothing flash. He's not Leif Davis. I, I don't mm. think he's Greg Lee either, but he was fine. He's, it's not some disaster case that's been bombed out to Scotland. I think they they upgraded significantly on 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 him, but he's fine. He's a good player, mm. solid solid player, and he's a good crosser of the ball. And he's yeah. good going forwards, isn't he? And I think this system with the way Ipswich play the sort of the left winger tucked in gives Davis the sort of space to attack. Could could, could be suited to him. He's and and he'd be coming back a player in form, wouldn't he, from Motherwell, from what we hear. Mm. And mm. if you can get just get five months out of. I imagine he will move on in the summer. You get five five months out of him at a time of a time of need, um, possibly. 
Possibly, but hopefully it's not net needed because the the hope's got to be that Greg Lee's going to be okay. Mm. Nice one, thanks, Tony. Have you got any thoughts on that, Rossi? He's been doing all right, he in Motherwell. I think when I spoke to Motherwell guy for Lone Watch, they want mm. him. They want him permanently. Right. They like him. So they, he, what the guy actually asked me, like, "How's your left back? Is he all right?" And I went, "He's decent. We we did spend a million on him." Um, but yeah, Matt Penny, he's he's a decent enough player, but he's probably not probably the right player we need in that position but we, sh- we shall see excellent well thanks very much tony for being the first ever video mailbag question i do also enjoy the way you addressed it as kings um if that could be taken forward that'd be great next up we have our man in warsaw formerly of amsterdam peter hi guys uh thanks for everything you do to keep us in touch especially uh, those of us uh stuck overseas and uh, missing home now on that subject i wanted to ask you uh, when i come back to suffolk uh, on the rare occasion that i do i love to get up onto the coast somewhere up near Alborough, and i wondered uh, if i could ask you each of you what's your favorite uh, part of suffolk so where's the where's the place that you'd highly recommend us all to go uh, when you're back in our lovely county all right all the best and have a great christmas if i don't ca- uh, communicate with you before cheers guys Favourite place in Suffolk? Excellent question there, Peter. Your money is in the post. Um, a little bump up for Christmas there. Roscoe, I'm going to start with you. We'll go counterclockwise to uh, what we just did. Um, where's your favourite place in Suffolk? Um, many places, many places. Lovely place, Suffolk. Not because I'm from here. No uh, bias there. Um, do you know what? I like Walderingham Field. Where? <laughs> Walderingham Field. <laughs> Uh, oh, did, did you say Waldringham Field? Yeah, I think so. That's not right, is it? <laughs> Waldringham Field. Okay. Field. Why um, do you like that? I go to the Maybush there. They got a uh, place, there's a restaurant called the Maybush, and um, yeah, nice food, nice scenery. Not too far away from where I live. That's um, the one on the estuary, yeah. isn't it? The Maybush. Yes, we went there once as a, a group, mm. but um, yeah, I've been there a few more times since then, and uh, yeah, it's very nice. Hutchie cycled there. Um, Stewie, where's your favourite place in Suffolk? I think I put this on to this one onto you a little little while back. I like to, we go for a nice walk around Helmingham Hall, ah. which is just up from Otley in the middle of Suffolk. Um, park up by the church there. Walk. Uh, you can walk around the back of Helmingham Hall. It's got all the uh, the deer roaming around there. Nice monument that you can walk to. Take a little picnic. It's good. Can I just say that's one of the best things you've ever told me, Stu, that walk? Because it is a proper little secret thing. You very rarely see anyone else on that walk. So it's like your kind of own little private little wander around Helmingham Hall, which is beautiful. You do at Christmas. Have you been to the light? Have you been to the lights? I've not. They they do some very very nice Christmas lights Mm. um, at Helmingham Hall. I'd recommend them. So we've got the Maybush, Walding Field. We've got the uh, the secret walk around Helmingham Hall. Hutchie, I know you'll have a good one for this. Other than my spare room here in Suffolk, <laughs> where I spend a lot of time, I like going to down by the River Orwell at Orwell Country Park. Walk in the woods, um, some nice trees to clamber across. We, me and my daughter, have made a, a den in there in a secret place that I don't no. know. If, I don't know if anybody else knows that it's there. Um, so I'm not going to tell you where, whereabouts that is, but that's um, that's where that's where I like to go. Great shout. Superb. Uh, my favourite place probably in Suffolk is Walberswick, which is um, just across the estuary there from uh, Southwold. Southwold's obviously also lovely, but generally very busy. Walberswick, 
tends to be a lot quieter and the beach is lovely. It's got a great pub there, the Anchor in Wobbleswick, the best fish and chips in Suffolk for my money. Um, and another place I really enjoy is Felixstowe Ferry, Old Felixstowe. Um, not too fussed about the main part of Felixstowe. I like to get way down the other end. You can walk down that little uh, promenade next to the golf course, which, by the way, that golf course looks amazing. I don't know if you, any of you ever played it, but uh, what a golf course that is. Felixstowe Ferry, a little point at the uh, the ferry boat in there. Fantastic. Um, so there we go. Hopefully that's uh, informed you all. Ross, I'm sure people would have been shocked to hear that you are from Suffolk, given your, your accent is so generic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> right then. Superb. That's excellent. Thank you very much for the first ever video mailbag questions, Tom and Peter. We'll now move on to more conventional mailbag fare. As I say, please do get involved in video ones because they're, they're going to be the way going forward. I'm going to start, friends, with the sweet Welsh prince. Friend of the show, Harvey Davis, wants to know, you've all been offered the opportunity to go into the Big Brother house. Firstly, who's demanding the biggest appearance fee? He says, surely bacon. And who's going the furthest in the show? I can see the general public falling in love with good old Roscoe. I think that's the answer. I've got to be honest. I think Bacon would want the most money because he would probably be the, I say we'd probably all be quite reluctant, but he would be the most reluctant to go in. Um, and Roscoe, I think you would probably be a nailed on winner because you're so endearing and charming. In a similar way to the lad Owen on uh, I'm a Celebrity, just been um, similar physique, obviously, as well between yourself and Owen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I can imagine you'd be moaning about food and, that kind of thing most of the time. So I, I'd say you're going to win, Ross. What are you saying? Do I get like money? Do I win money? Like, what do you I do? think you do. I think you get about five pounds only if you're winning Big Brother, um, uh, something uh, like that. Yeah. Right. Is it still no. is Big Brother still on? I don't know. It's, it's coming, coming back, back. again. Yeah. Again. Not, yeah. N- not another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, any any other thoughts on that, boys? Ross is clearly going to win, isn't he? If if he's going, yeah. On. Absolutely. Some somebody will take him under their wing in there. Yeah. Um and and it'll be your chance to shine. I don't think there's ever been a clearer winner of anything now I think about it than Ross on Big Brother. You would be t- you'd be taken direct to the nation's hearts or the hundred people who still watch it. Um, Maybe they could conduct like a use the diary room to conduct a driving theory test. Oh yes. Like in yes. the di- in the diary room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that would lend itself to so much TV gold. Ross driving a little car around the garden. Practicing. <laughs> Fantastic. Right then, let's move on. Stewie, I'm coming to you now. Charlie wants to know. Charlie's a, a buff old boy in his avatar picture. Got the gun show on, Stu. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's quite up to your standard, but we'll see. Charlie wants to know which three players that we could realistically sign would you get in the January transfer window? Um Sorry, I'm still just trying to compu- compute you talking about me being buff, which could be further <laughs> from the truth. Um, three players in the transfer window. Well, I've seen there's suddenly an increasing bit of talk about Johnson Clark Harris. Yeah. He's one that we keep coming back to. Talk about Ipswich maybe being able to not only strengthen their squad, but but weaken a rival. Um he looks like someone that might might fall in the sweet spot potentially. Whether he's the type uh, that McKenna is after, I, I don't know. Um, who else have we mentioned on here before? Hutchie, you can get involved. Roscoe doesn't have to be just three each. With Clark with Clark Harris, I I think we've we've been speaking about him going back to May, haven't we? About somebody that we would want Ipswich to maybe have a look at. I think they could have gone for him in the summer if they'd wanted to, but they they didn't. Um, 
whether they've changed their changed their tack now, uh, we'll see. Um, a player I've always liked in League One and I think could fit into what Ipswich do here a little bit is Cameron Brannigan at, at Oxford. I've mm. always really liked him. Um, he can play sort of attacking as a 10, can play a bit deeper in midfield and given the injuries and issues there, he can score goals from range. Um, creative, someone like him would be would be somebody that I'd be thinking about. See him on Boxing Day, of course, in Suffolk. Morgan Whitaker's another one whose name's oh. come up when you're talking about, again, going and getting someone who's doing it now at the top end of the division. He's looked really impressive for Plymouth. That sort of number 10 slot, I think, is where Ipswich are a little bit short at the moment. A top end of the pitch could really help them out. Um, he's obviously on loan from Swansea. I don't know what his contract situation is there, but... Um, if Swansea have got any, you know, it might be if if money talks there and uh, and Ipswich could could get that something like that done. You never know. Imagine Town going out and getting all three of them. What statement <laughs> that would be? Clark Harris, Brannigan, and uh, Whitaker. Fantastic. Um, Rossi, next question's for you from your friend of mine, Mike Turbot, the Turbo Sailor. Wants to know what happens first: me getting a head shave because because Town have won promotion. That's still happening, Mike. Pleased to see you're still pushing it. Or Roscoe passing his driving test. Maybe he should join me in a head shave, he says, if he's failed to pass his test before I have to shave my head. I do hope I've passed it by then. But if I haven't, which will be a disgrace, I will... Mm, no, do I... Mm. What's the... I mean, what is the... Because like, uh, you still haven't passed your theory test, Ross. So then no. you have to pass your actual test after that. Yeah, that could take a few months. Actually, yeah. It actually could be on, actually, Mike. It could actually be on. Bugger. Um... <laughs> Good thing is, like, it'll be May, so it'll, be, it'll start to be hot again. So I don't mind... Mm. I'd rather see the beard come off no. than the head shave from Ross. No I think Ross would be less likely to do that and shave his head. Yeah, I'd rather shave my head to be honest. Yeah, um, we we can we can talk. We can discuss. This is this is TBD, but we'll definitely do something around this. Tom Monk Hutchie wants to know what podcast you all listen to. I've got two or three that I follow. Have you got any or others you can recommend? Um, and also, if you had to do another podcast, what would it be about? Obviously, Hutchie, you'd be a podcast about shirts. Yeah, maybe. I I listen to I I say I listen to I I subscribe to far too many podcasts i've like added too many i've i've listened to a good basketball one called no dunks i listened to a couple of nfl ones Stuart and i Stuart, very formal <laughs> stew stew and i listened to chatterbix and my new football club we had david from both of those on mm. recently i listened to a formula one one um wow how do yeah, you find I, the time i don't that's the thing no. i don't I, I used to, there's two or three of them that I used to listen to all the time, but they do too many. Like they, they all kind of do like four of them a week now. Um, and I subscribe to too many. If there's one you could recommend, what would it be? Ch- Chatterbix. Chatterbix. Be, be you have, yeah. Well, yeah, you have, you have to be a certain kind of person, I would say. To enjoy that, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> okay, it's, Chatterbix. Find out find if you're a certain yeah. type of person. Find um, out for yourselves, Stewie. What, what are you saying? Give us a recommendation. <clears throat> it's another one from the David Earl and Joe Wilkinson stable. It's called Gossip Mongers. 
they've stopped doing it now, but you can still find them. Um, as Andy says, again, you'll either be into this or you won't. It's where people send in bits of gossip and rumours that they've heard. Friends of a friend's, I've heard that this happened. Um, but they're usually pretty degenerate. You yeah. can tell where, where they go, but um, it makes me laugh. Ross, so you're too busy listening to Rihanna, aren't you, to listen to any other podcasts? Do you listen to any anything else? My girl, my girl. I wasn't surprised that was part of my rapt. Um, boom. Um, I'd, I'd love to get you and Rihanna together. That'd be true. I'd love to know what she makes of your accent. She could yeah. do Big Brother. Yes. Yes. Um, congrats on your baby, by the way, Rihanna. Congratulations. You're listening. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. Um, I like Under the Cosh, which is a bit controversial for us because they beat yeah. us to that award. But yeah. um, I like, you know, that they have some good, you know, random guests. Like they always bring on random footballers. Like even if I don't know who they are, it's just interesting to hear stories about, you know, lads, pubs, and all that. Um, and also, I love the series Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and they've started doing a podcast. Um, of course, one of the guys is actually part of the Wrexham um, ownership. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, good good series and you know good podcast just to to listen to. But I'm re- I'm more of a music man podcast. But I you know I'm very much yeah, Rihanna. Can we do the? You know, sometimes on Big Brother, didn't they once do a celebrity one? But then when they put in like a general member of the public, yeah, yeah. and <gasps> pretended won. that they yeah, were yeah. a celeb, yeah, yeah. That can we have that? So it's celebrities, Rihanna obviously we, being one. But we we, we slip Ross say, in. What would we say Ross is though? She, her, cover story, her cover story was that she was in a girl band, wasn't it, or something? And then they did a, a thing where she had to sing, and it was obvious that she wasn't in a girl band. Um, but she still won the show. Ross, what do you fancy going in as, undercover? Um, Actor? Chef. A chef, okay. Celebrity chef. <laughs> Let's just hope they don't make you cook. Um, yeah. Well, I think they might. There's a chance that they might ask you to cook dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't think of that, actually. Yeah. My rec- my recommendation would be the excellent Fight Disciples podcast. If you're into your boxing or MMA, um, two northern lads, Adam Catterall, Nick Pete, tremendous show, multi award winning, um, and one of my my finest things that I listen to. There's also a good one about um, First World War called the Old Front Line, where they walk the battlefields of, uh, of various things, which I find interesting as well and quite soothing to listen to. Um, right then, we're running out of time, so I'm going to do a couple more questions, both themed around boxing because I'm predictable. Ian Wallbank, who won the tickets to go to Fleetwood tomorrow, I hope you enjoy it, Ian, um, wants to know, first of all, what's Andy Warren's favourite kit of the World Cup so far? That's not boxing. I know, the second part's boxing, don't you worry. Uh, it's not actually been worn yet, but Japan's Japan's away shirt. Oh, you talked about this on Monday, it's amazing, the, yeah. The, love the cherry Japan's away. Yeah, really enjoyed Argentina's purple away shirt last, last night, which I hadn't seen before. That was lovely. And Cameroon's home shirt, from which you'll know from watching the watch-along um that we did on monday i love the meandering end to monday show by the way where you just kind of went silent and hope there was a goal <laughs> <laughs> dead air is bad air. <laughs> uh right then uh ian also wants to know who does fabio wardley fight next there's another question from dylan says how far do you think wardley can go and which town players do you think would be the best boxers friends i was disappointed when i listened to monday show you wanged on for half an hour about town being some bin men from buxton you didn't talk about the biggest sports story of the of the, of the weekend which was obviously Fabio Wardley winning the British heavyweight title, the first ever heavyweight champion we've had from Suffolk. Massive thing. Only the second person ever to win a British title from Suffolk. Um, and he did it in spectacular, unbelievable style. He was he was in trouble. His nose was gone. 
And then he just went to war and bombed out Nathan Gorman in three rounds. It was fantastic. So how far can he go? I think, he's, to be fair to Fabio, he's still very raw. Um, I think he's got he's still got some flaws he needs to work on. It's going to be interesting how they how they match him now. Um, now he's got this British title because there's going to be some big challenges coming up. Fraser Clark is probably the one they're going to try and push him towards the Olympian. That'd be a big fight if he wants to do that. Um, and how far can he go? It depends. He's still quite young. It depends how they how quickly they move him. I think he could get to fringe world level. He's certainly got freakish power. Um, so if you can tidy up his other flaws, he leaves his chin in the air quite a lot. Um, then I think he, he could certainly go further than he's, he's got so far. In terms of best town players as boxers, we saw, did you see the clip of George Edmondson on the pads with Arnold Allen? Yes. Yeah, I was surprised by George. Decent technique for a complete novice. Um, and Arnold said he had decent power in his left hand as well. So I'd say big George. Either that or someone like, and we always say this, Connor Chaplin. Because he's he's well put together. He's quite powerful. I'd imagine in a boxing ring, he'd be pretty decent. Or Christian Walton, who's got those long limbs. Um, although, by the sound of it, I'm not sure. Although, to be fair, keepers are mostly mad, aren't they? So he'd probably be he'd probably be up for getting into a boxing ring. Connor Chaplin will, will know his way around a boxing ring, famously, because, of course, Paul Cook used to take Portsmouth to boxing gyms. during That was pre-season for Portsmouth, wasn't it? Mm. Boxing. And, and Connor was there at that point. So uh, he he's boxed, boy. I love the way, by, by the way, when I'm talking about Fabio Wardley, anything that's not football, you kind of just look at me blankly. Don't give me it's anything. Back. No, no, no. It's your time to shine. This is this is your your yeah. forte, your passion. So we, we just step back and let the expert do the talking on that one. I would just like to say, on Fabio Wardley, it's an extraordinary story, genuinely extraordinary. So he turned pro, didn't have any amateur background at all. He basically had four white-collar fights, which is something any of us could do. Um, and then turn professional, and within 15 fights, he's won the British title. It's basically the same as someone having a few kickabouts in the SIL and then going, I'll go and play in the Premier League now. And why within... did that happen then? Why? Why, because... why didn't Why didn't he ha- then have some amateur fights? I've seen white he... collar boxing. Yes, yeah. um, because messy. he didn't. He just didn't go the amateur route. He was. He was. He was. I don't think he started boxing really late, and just did. I think he got into white collar just for shits and gigs. Turned out. He had this kind of freakish ability to knock people out, which he does. He's got ridiculous power um, and movement. And he's just one of these kind of freak athletes that, that slots into a sport um, and does incredibly well at it. It is a, it is a generally a, a, an unbelievable story. Did someone pick him up then from like white or, or did he just yeah. suddenly decide one day it, that actually I'm I'm going, I'm going pro in boxing. I imagine I th- someone saw him and sort of he, took him under. I think the guy he started with, Rob Hodgins, <clears throat> who was his coach through the white collar thing. Cause they do these kind of white collar fights in Ipswich um, quite regularly through the Suffolk punch gym, Matt Brennan and, and Rob Hodgins took him under the wing. Um, I remember them saying they didn't care who they put him in with in those white collar fights. Cause it didn't matter. As soon as he hit them, they'd be, they'd be out of there. Um, and then he, he turned pro cause he clearly had talent and, but to be so still so fresh, so novicey and to be British, he's already won the English title and he beat a Commonwealth games champion to win that. He's already knocked out a former two-time world title challenger and now he's just beating Nathan Gorman, who was a very, very skilled amateur, huge pedigree, and, and he's won the British title. It, it, honestly, I can't really overstate how much of an incredible story that is. Anyway, I'm getting carried away talking about um, boxing there, boys. Um, let's bring Mailbag to an end and let's move on to something even more exciting. There's a there's a World Cup going on at the moment, but I'm not, I've got to be honest, I'm not really into it. I've not watched a single second of it. Doesn't appeal to me at all. Nonsense. 
Pop you have because you were texting about I watched the, the game. I watched the England game and I wish I hadn't because it was it was shocking. It was so dull. Um, so we, of course, here at Kings of Anglia, have a cup it is okay to like with no human rights issues um, involved. And that, my friends, is the Milka Cup. The Superior Cup in every way. Yeah. I mean, it's not without that, that noise. That noise. music. No, it was making your voice go funny. Oh, that's sad. Um, yeah, it's not. I, I won't play it today then. Um, it's not been without any controversy though. It's been a it's been a tough week in the world of the Milka Cup. It almost fell in on itself and and died um, due to some legislative stuff, sponsorship issues. Milka hadn't put the money up, um, all sorts. But it it lives, it lives. And it's... FIFA don't want it, do they? They they don't want a comp- comp- oh. to what's going on out there in Qatar at the moment. That complete disgrace yeah, and nonsense that's going on in Qatar. They don't well, want a cup that people can get behind. Well, they're getting it. So um, it's. <laughs> It's the group stage draw, which is yes. which, which I think is the moment everybody has been waiting for, and I'm ready to do now that I've picked. Oh, up. now before we proceed, have you definitely got all of the teams yeah. back in the bowl? Yeah, they're all back in. One went behind the radiator. The issue was the Belgian one went behind the radiator. <laughs> went behind the radiator. Um, but I got it out. I could have just written a new one, but I didn't. I've got the original one out from behind the radiator. So, um. Yeah, all of the teams are back. And um we've got eight groups to draw. So And what ball it... number are Ipswich Town? What are we looking at? Have we got numbers? It... No, it's not numbers. It's a it's a UEFA it's a UEFA draw, it's a UEFA competition. So there's names on names on cards. It's not not ball numbers, but they're in they're in pot one, which is the pot of the top the top eight seeds um from the top eight UEFA coefficient um <laughs> ranking <laughs> rankings. Yeah, but it's, mate, this whole this whole thing has been done based on UEFA coefficients and, and stuff like that. It's all properly weighted. Um, the teams have been sourced in a fair way. Each team of each country has kind of put forward their own representative of this. Some has come from kind of fringe cups. Yeah, um, Rotherham were ineligible from England uh, because they also won promotion. Yeah, so having won the Papa John, you if you win promotion and win the Papa Johns, you're not eligible. Sutton turned it down, and from there the FA have then just opened it up to bidders, and Ipswich have got themselves in there. But some have come from similar competitions, like Spain has got a similar con- uh, competition. Others have come from teams that competed in promotion playoffs and didn't and didn't make it. Others have come from certain reaching certain stages as a certain ranked club in their national competition cups. Um, so it's all on a level here. Um, and is there anything else you need to know before we before we I, do, I I want to know what ball Vikingor are, my boys Vikingor. So, okay, so your boys Vikingor who have come through two qualifying rounds to make it to this point. They've been pre-drawn. The teams that have competed in the um by me, manually yep. done, so it's all fair and above board, but they've been pre-drawn the teams that have already competed in the qualifying rounds into groups A to H. So each wow. group already has two teams in it, and we've got um uh group two and group one uh teams to, okay to, to draw into these groups so um anything any more questions before, before how are we, we going to sh- the, the pre-drawn groups we're going to share those yeah I'll, everyone can see the, the team they're back in yeah this will all get i'll i'll share this all afterwards um okay 
I'll need the afternoon off. Yeah, well, that's do, fine, mate. To, it's to it's absolutely that. worth your time. Stu, you um, do the press conference this afternoon. Yeah, she's got no. more important stuff. Um, but but yeah, I'm, and as we go along and draw teams into each group, I'll tell you who was pre-drawn into there, if that's okay. So should we should we crack Let's on? Let's do it. With, uh, Let's do it. From this official Brooklyn Nets woolly, <laughs> woolly hat, which is what's been provided. So Group A pre-drawn into that are St Patrick's Athletic of the Republic of Ireland nice. and the Rijeka of Croatia. Right. And they will be joined by the boys from the back of the radiator. Rassing White Dadding de Molenbeek 47 of what the Belgium. Hell? What kind of name is that? That's Rassing unbelievable. Rassing White Dadding de Molenbeek 47 wow. of I'm lear- Belgium. I'm learning. I'm learning through this competition as well. They are in Group A. And I'm going to just write on their little bit of paper. This is how UEFA normally do it. A. <laughs> Group A. Come on, Group- the radiator, boys. <laughs> yeah. That's their nickname, yeah. That's, that is their nickname. Group B is, you'll all know by now, Budoknost of Montenegro. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And they're joined in there by Levski Sofia of Bulgaria. Uh, Tough group. In, drawn into Group B is FK Vojvodina, wow. Serbia. Your pronunciation of these is, is bob on, Hutchie, I've got to say. That's what you think. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just confident. <laughs> Someone in uh, Serbia listening going, yeah. he's murdered that. Exactly. You should get Ross to do this, really. <laughs> Group C is Spartak Trnava of Slovenia. Mm-hmm. Trey Fiori. Ah. San Marino, the Minnows. Stewie's boys. And they All are right. joined by Floridsdorfer oh. of Austria. Floridsdorfer. Floridsdorfer of Austria. On to Group D. This is absolute nonsense. What? <laughs> this is. I'm loving it. I'm learning. I'm learning through through uh, through this. It's this a geography draw. lesson. Group Absolutely. D. We've got a, a well-known side: B36 Torshaven of the Faroe Islands and Kayerespor of Turkey. Hmm. They are joined by. Go on. Be the be the Blues. Come on. They're not in this pot, mate. They're oh, no Blues. Sanez Ulf. Where are they from? Norway. Wow. Sanez of Norway. It was the Trey Fiori boys you were backing, wasn't it, Stu? San Marino. Uh, I can't remember. I think they began with a P and from Estonia. Oh, they're they're out, mate. They're gone. All right, I'll take on the San Marino boys then. Ross, you've still got to declare an interest in this. That was Pider Linnerskond. They, I think, they were knocked out. Sadly, going into Group E, which is FK Hegelman of Lithuania, they're drawn by Hammerby, of Hammerby, Sweden. Nice. Quite a good team to be ranked at that level, but that's how it's worked out. Oh, bit of needle here. Hivdovra, IF, Denmark, in with Sweden. Hivdovra. I really am impressed with your pronunciation of this. I think that I think I butchered that one. To be fair, Group F, which is KUPS of Finland and Rakov Chestakova of Poland. Mm. Group F, FK Labirec, Czech Republic. FK Labirec. We we really have missed a trick yep. by not getting Ross to do this draw. Maybe we should do the next one. Mm, you can do sure. the next one if you want. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Group G, which is USV Eschen Muren 
of Liechtenstein and Hapoel Haifa of Israel. They're playing Zorha Luhansk, Ukraine. Oh, the people's champions. They're the ones that a lot of people will be backing, I'd imagine. They're Group G. So joining, and this is Group H, this is Vikingur. Yeah. Are in Group H, and they are with Zira FK of Azerbaijan, which is the travel agent's choice group no problem. so far. No problem for the Vikinger boys. Come on. Who's losing to us? FC Lugano, Switzerland. Stick your chocolate where the sun don't shine. You're in trouble, Lugano. That's a lovely Vikinger, group for travel. Vikinger are coming. They'll take you down. Okay. I like that this. Is... You're like the Graham Norton doing a little whimsical <laughs> yeah. sort of commentary over the top of Eurovision. I like it. I'd like to take okay. it back to Terry Wogan and just drink while he's while he's doing it. Well, that can that concludes the of pot two. Come so on. now it's now it's the big boys. Yeah, I'll run you through who's in pot one and who's who's to come out. So we've got Ipswich, Ipswich Town from England. Yeah, who want obviously uh, are the representatives of the Papa John's Trophy despite not winning it. We've got Spain. That is Cordoba, who won the Copa Federación de España. Uh, Eighteen sixty Munich. Have been nominated from Germany as the higher of that they lost a promotion playoff uh, to the second division, and that's who Germany have nominated. Uh, Padova from Italy, yeah. who won the like who won this won the Serie C Cup. Um, Villefranche from France, who were the Championnat National representative in the end of season playoffs. Uh, and we've got from just to finish it off, we've got Heracles from the Netherlands, Santa Clara from Portugal. And Wraith Rovers, the winners of the, oh, Scot- the winners of the Scottish Challenge Cup, which is for teams below the Premiership. Ross, so, are you going to are you going to be back in Wraith? I know you've got a little affection for Scottish teams, haven't you, Ross County? Nah, I'm going with I'm going for St Patrick's. Ah, okay, St Pat's. Okay, well, I, I can say it as well. well <laughs> St Patrick's fans, you're about to find out because they are Group A. So joining St Patrick's Athletic, the Yeha and Racing White de Molenbeek 47, the Radiator Boys. Ah, oh. Heracles. Hey, Netherlands. Heracles. That's, win- that's winnable, I'd say, Ross, for, for St. Pat's. Yeah. Group yeah. B is Vojvodana, Budoknosk, Levski, Sofia. Joined by Wraith Rovers. Oh, okay. Wraith Viking Rovers. Or- Town and Viking are still on, isn't it? Throdidsdorfer. Trefuri and Spartak Tavana, Group C. Padova, Italy. I like Padova. I can feel the tension here. You've probably got a Padova shirt, have you, have you actually? I haven't, actually. I, if they win the Get cup, one. I will. Get one. Group D, which is Sadnez, B36 Torshavan and Kajerespor. Cordoba. Cordoba, Spain. Is it just straight? Is it another group now? Then Hutchie, they all play each other once, and then yeah. the winners. Is it just the winners who progress? Um, that's still to be worked out by, <laughs> by, by UEFA. There's some moving parts here, which is why the the draw has been delayed. So in in Group E, we've got FK Hegelman, Hammerby, Hidovra, and Santa Clara. Nice. Portugal. That's Group E complete. Do group not, F. whatever you do, knock any of this off the table in front of you, Hutchie. Yeah. Well, at least it's recorded for posterity. That's true. That's true. Right. Um, 
got Yablonich, Rakov, Chesterhova, KUPS, and it's hey. wow. Czech, so Czech Republic, Poland, and Finland on the travel list for Ipswich Town. That's a real shame. Get that through expenses, won't we, to go and cover these yeah, fictional matches? That's, yeah, that's fine. Fictional. They're not fictional, Stu. Wow. Pipe down. Group G. Zorha Luhansk, USV Eschen Malden, Hapoel Haifa, 1860 München. Nice. Germany. Which Is it a final one now? It's Viking already. Yeah, which leaves yeah, the FC Lugano, Viking or and Zira to play Villefranche. Ah, oh, no problem. That's, a good draw. That's as good a draw as it could have got for your boys. No problem at all. Don't you worry about that. That concludes the draw. Ties will be played when we get round to it, um, <laughs> based on factors. So, yeah. just going to carefully place this on the floor. Is that is that a good draw for Town, Hutchie? I think I think it's winnable. I think it's, it's a winnable win- group for Town. Um, obviously, you don't know. You don't know until um, European football until the games anything, are played. Yeah, it's a lottery, and anything, anything can happen. It could, it could. So but. just just for posterity, Viking are obviously my side. Have you got Stu? Uh, can I back the radiator boys, please? Yeah, the yes, Belgian radiator boys, yeah. as we call them. And and Roscoe, you're going with St. Pat's because it's one of the only ones you can pronounce. S- same group as Stu's as well. Whoa. So. Whew. Bit of needle Whew. there. Whoa. 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 I, I feel on. with this, you know, like Ashton has that favourite phrase, building an airplane in flight. It's a bit like the Milker Cup, you say there. So it's a little bit like the Milker Cup, yeah. Yeah, we're not sure about the access and egress of it it's just a, yet. It's a, it's a kinder way of saying making it up as they go along, <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. Ah, he's, he's recovered there. You know, you know how like the we nobody had any idea when the Papa John's Trophy was going to be drawn. Yeah, this this is like it's just like an ambush tournament. When it happens, it happens, right? And that's the that like you say, like Paul Lambert said. That's the beauty. Do we know where the final's being played? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Bursa Spore in Turkey. The, snap- the Crocodile Stadium. Yeah. It's yeah, it's being played in Turkey, Stu. Um nice. Yeah, I'll show you a picture of it. I think I've got a picture of it on here. Oh no, some it's been deleted Ridiculous. from the uh someone's tidied that up. Yeah, it's been it's been tidied up. Sadly. Oh well. So there so we go. I can't go. show you a picture. We want to know who you're getting behind. We'll share all the draws. And our, our goal really is to get one of the teams involved to tweet about it. That's our, that's our goal. Um, I'm obviously going for Viking or, um, but let's see if we can get someone to be tweeting about this Milka Cup competition, the antidote to the nonsense that's the World Cup. Um, right then, friends, there's one more thing left to talk about on this somewhat epic pod today. We've covered a lot of ground. There is one more thing, of course, we have to talk about, which is Fleetwood Town at home tomorrow night. Back into league action. Roscoe, I'm going to start with you because we had a chat about this yesterday and because you were quite quiet during that Milka Cup draw. I think you were slightly in awe of what was going on. Um, how are you feeling about Fleetwood? For some reason, games against Fleetwood, as I said to you in the in the preview video we did, always worry me a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're you know that sort of League One team, aren't they? You know, mm. they're like the Cheltenham's of the world and stuff like that. Um, of course, big old totes are gonna be coming back. Big old totes in Cialo. Um, Joe Garner, Josh Earl. Of course, got Scott Brown in charge. Um, but as I said in the prediction video, I think we're going to get the job done. Just professional performance. So, yeah, hopefully that is the case. 
I think we both said the same, didn't we? We'll, we'll do predictions in a minute. Stewie, Fleetwood. And Cialo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I couldn't know that side. Um, yes, yeah, going to be the same sort of Lincoln-Cheltenham challenge for Ipswich, looking at Fleetwood, Scott Brown as their manager. I think they make, they're up there in terms of tackles and fouls per game. He talks a lot about shape and structure, being good on the counter-attack. So I think we know what, what sort of match we're in store for here. Um, yeah, I, hopefully the Friday night atmosphere of the crowd kind of gives gives a little bit extra to Ipswich. It was electric for, for the Derby County game on Friday night recently. So hopefully that will help and, and the crowd are kind of on board with the fact that it might might a bit of patience might be required in this match. But I look back to that Cheltenham game and I think, you know, Ipswich created more than enough good chances to, to win that match. So I'm not too worried off the, off the basis of that match, and and hopefully this time it's a you know similar performance, just with a bit more of a, a finishing touch and, and a little bit of luck along the way. Hutchie Fleetwood Scott Brown, aggressive, combative sort of player. I'd imagine he's, he's shaped the team in, in his in his uh, image. Um, they're the draw specialists, Fleetwood as well. They don't score a lot. They don't they don't concede a lot. I, I think it's going to be one of those games where Town have really got to work hard to break them down. Yep. Yep, um, and they're fully aware that plenty of more of those are gonna are gonna happen. Um, we've talked about the, these kind of games a few times already this season. This will be another one. Um, thing with the the last one is that they did score an early goal. Um, that's what they need to do again. They need to come out quickly, get off to a good start, and try and take the game away away from Fleetwood and make it an Ipswich game um, rather than a rather than allowing Fleetwood to do what they they need to do. Um, so. Every, I think every home game Ipswich have this season is one they're going to have to. They they think they should be winning, um, mm. but they have to go out there and do it. And given all the injuries, is it going to be a fairly straightforward team selection? Is it going to be Morsey and Humphreys in midfield? Would you would you imagine? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Unless he's decided to go with Wolfie from the start in that position, I don't think there's <laughs> there's many other options. To be quite <laughs> honest, I mean, this is probably the first time in a long time that the team virtually picks itself. Mm. Um, just by virtue of the of the number of injuries, really. Um, I think Burgess, I think it will be a Burgess Wolfenden centre half pairing because Edmondson, as Andy says, has had a had a little bit of a wobble this month. Keo, I don't think, really strengthened his chances. So it'll be that that those two at the back, Davis left back, Danassian if he if he's okay at right back again, Morsi Humphreys. Uh, Ladapo, who let's not forget has scored five in his last five, as long as he's sort of Got over that little calf strain that's I think he's probably just been rested as a precaution. He'll be back in up front. Chaplin's a guaranteed starter. Burns is a guaranteed starter. It's just a case of who replaces Harness out on that left side. Probably a choice between Edwards and Jackson. And I would say Edward Edwards kind of uh trickery and dribbling against a sort of a um a deep lying defence is probably more suited than than Caden Jackson's kind of pace and, and requirement to have a bit of space. In behind, so um, there's not too many too many decisions for McKenna to make for once. Hmm. Prediction time, then Ross. We didn't know it at the time, but we both had exactly the same prediction on the December look ahead that we did. Go and watch that now on the KO YouTube channel. We both said two nil, did we not? We did two nil win, clean sheet, job done, three points in the bag. Happy days. Nice, nice, Stewie. What are you saying? Two one, two one. Hutchy, Hutchy, Hutchy. Oh, Hutchy. Ha, ha, ha. Um, I will, uh, 
I'll I'll go with you and Ross. I'll uh, with with the two nil. What are we doing with the MPP? Is that is that is that died for a while or what's going on? Uh, spent all that money on rest the milk milk cup. Um, we'll come back to that. We'll come. We'll come back. To to, we'll come back to MPP. So we're all saying win anyway. Hopefully we're correct. Obviously the boys will all be there. Follow it with us. If you can, if you're not going to be there, if you are, obviously enjoy the game and we'll bring you loads of reaction and stuff after that. Friends, we've come to the end of somewhat of an epic podcast today. We've covered a lot of ground. We've drawn the next stage of the Milka Cup. Anything else to talk about? On million pound picks, mm-hmm. what odds would you would you give me on Toto Enciala conceding a penalty in this in this game of football? Uh five to one. <laughs> five to one. Okay. Yeah. That that might that might intrigue me if I was yeah. the man in charge of the. Go on, how much how much how much would you like to be released from the from the fund? You can uh, you we've got loads to play with, haven't we? Well, a, a fair amount of it has been sunk into the Milka. Um, fifty k? Will you give me fifty k? Yeah, I'll give you fifty k. Yeah, done. Fifty k, five to one. Toto, big totes concedes a penalty. Let's see what happens, friends. Um, I did say we'd talk about it, so let's finish the show talking about it. Our little trip to Manchester will forever go down in KOA folklore. Um, obviously, we lost, and it was outrageous. Um, very, very undeserved that we didn't at least get in the top three. Disappointed with that. Um, the hotel itself had a water leak, so none of the toilets worked, which was uh, a, a smell that I won't soon forget. Shall we say? Um, coming from about two floors down from where the uh, the water was being held. It also meant there was no ice, so all the beer on our, our table was lukewarm, which is a crime, and it was Heineken as well, which is also a crime. Um, and then we had a particularly aggressive game of table football, um, which, is a, which is a new invention, where you basically sit down, you're entombed in a bit of glass, and you, you play football um, sitting down. And you have to kind of get it in a goal underneath the other person's rear end. That got quite aggressive and a bit shouty. Ross kept uh, undoing his shirt to show his Hirschute's chest. Uh, and then we lost we lost Ross and Stu to the night, to Manchester. Manchester had them. Me and Hutchie were wandering around looking for somewhere to get something to eat at about 1am, getting rained on. All the, all the McDonald's were closed in Manchester. We ended up in a spa which had its own security guard. And then the following morning, I went to to knock the boys up, as it were. Um, Stu was already down at breakfast, looking incredibly sprightly. I went to knock on Ross's door to find it was open. The door was actually open. Um, so I could have just walked in. Uh, and Ross answered the door, looking somewhat sheepish, um, and confessed that he hadn't got in until gone 4am and wasn't feeling in the best of conditions. Um, so yeah, boys. What we had, it was a good night, though, wasn't it? Yeah, very good. Yeah, it was fun. Um... <laughs> yeah, what, what happened beyond the the point where we kind of broke off, and I took I took young Ross under my wing for the night. <laughs> that will forever be. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll leave that. We'll leave that open to interpretation. But it was It'll a be like... night. It was quite messy. Be like that famous yeah. Blackpool night with you and Goodrum all those years ago, which again is filed in the, the classified to be released in 50 years uh, file. So, yeah, it was a good night. Thanks to everyone who, who, who listened to the show and voted for us to get there because it was it was tremendous. I got a selfie with Dean Windass. That was good. Um, yeah, it was just a good night. So uh, thanks for, for helping us get there. And, and next year, surely, friends, will be the year we lift that trophy. Under the Kosh one, 
Hard Truth second, some whole podcast third, which is, I've got to say, we should have at least been third. Don't forget you got a, a selfie with Rocket from Soccer AM I did. as well. Me and, me and Roscoe got a selfie with with uh, with Rocket. Um, Rossi was giving it the, the doubles, obviously, as soon as yeah. he's doing any sort of picture, he gets the fists out. So, yeah, that's, that's out there. That's out there as well. But overall, an excellent night. And now my dog's barking just to end the podcast. Fantastic. Friends, this has been somewhat of an epic podcast. Thanks for sticking with it. We've covered a lot of ground. We've done the FA Cup draw. We've done November awards. We've done our first ever video mailbag questions. We've covered Fabio Wardley. We've covered the Milka Cup draw. Go on, the Viking or boys. And we've all said that we're going to win. And obviously, Stu almost Stu almost um, incinerated himself live on air. I've forgotten about that. How could I remember not remember that? Friends, we'll be back next week after the Fleetwood game to break it all down. Have a great weekend, whatever you're doing. Enjoy the game if you're going. And we'll speak to you next time but before we go obviously we have to remember to support our sponsors manscaped use the code koa at uh at manscaped.com for 20 soft and free delivery and also of course ginger pickle we're all wearing ginger pickle hoodies because we're contractually obliged if you like your pickle ginger google ginger pickle they're the goats of digital marketing get involved with them um and now we are going to go friends a shambolic end to a shambolic show we'll speak to you next time to football, Brexit to Pokeball. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.